everybody. Welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. And so I'm continuing my uh, my stealing of all of the uh, co-hosts of the Animation Station podcast here. I got Ashley Saylor in the house. What up? Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was just funny. Before we started, we were kind of talking about uh, how you got onto the podcast uh, over there with Josh and them. And so it's just kind of funny, like... Uh, Josh actually made a comment the last time we hung out. He was like, man, you got to stop stealing all my people. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, he's he's good people for sure. But uh, for people that maybe uh, haven't heard of the Animation Station podcast or like what you guys do, can you kind of just tell them like the, just the generic, like what you guys talk about and the types of content you put out? Yeah. Uh, so um, we talk about a lot of, uh, especially a lot of uh, updates uh, that are going on in the animation industry, all the um, anime industry. Uh, like just recently, uh, the Animation Station podcast is being sponsored by Funimation. I think it's official, uh, <laughs> but uh, the last time I heard it is. So uh, we just talk about, uh, like first in the episodes, we say like all the news that's popped up and uh, inform all our fans about it and then we talk about uh like a certain show or um movie or um anything like that but just recently we just finished up our last episode for spooktober which was over the garden wall so you can go check out that episode right now josh and i talk about it and it's like one of my most favorite animated shows so uh yeah definitely check us out there yeah, and that's really cool. And you had mentioned um, that you had first met Josh uh, because you guys are both uh, voice actors, right? You guys both work in uh, in a voiceover uh, type of situation, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, we just uh, hit it off like that. Uh, I just um, uh, we were just talking after uh, doing my first uh, episode podcast on a podcast episode on the station and we were just talking and uh yeah so we're both voice actors so it was pretty cool <laughs> yeah it's always a cool thing like whenever you meet someone and they're either they do the same thing as you or they're into the same stuff as you it's always really neat to have something to connect on pretty early on and so mm-hmm. uh, I talked to you about meeting Josh and you know we really just hit it off just because we both you know are into the same type of shit we just both really like you know, uh, anime, mm-hmm. animation, anything in between. So, yeah, and we were just, uh, and we were just talking about, uh, like how we're just kind of like using this podcast to get like our foot in the door to kind of like open up some, uh, open up some windows to the voice acting world and connect with a lot of people. Like he has, like, he's really good friends with Bryce Pappenbrook and Ezra Weiss. And, uh, so I'm just like, Hey, <laughs> I know you're like, can I ride on your coattail for a second? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's really cool that he's been able to make like a lot of those really cool connections. Cause he's had some really like iconic mm-hmm. voice actors and like people that have done like some iconic roles in a lot of different shows. And so it's funny, like we'll talk about, you know, we'll just be talking about some random show and he's like, Oh yeah, my friend so-and-so is in that. I'm like, God damn dude, you know, everybody <laughs> in this. everyone that ever does a voice ever, like, you know, him. like that's insane. <laughs> But it's just like the nature of it. It's like so small. I'm sure that uh, that you know a lot of people. It, it's a lot of work split between not a ton of people. To be honest, kind of like a Screen Actors Guild. You know, like 
not mm-hmm. everyone that's a member is getting work. So, um, yeah. But that's kind of was going to be like the jumping off point. Like the one of the shows that you said was like pretty much your go to. And I always have a hard time saying, is it Surita- Suritama? Yes, uh, Suritama. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a fishing anime. So underrated. It came out in 2012, I believe. I thought that's what it said. I was kind of doing some research. Uh, I haven't. I, I was like watching some clips and stuff and, uh, you know, just trying to get familiar with it just because like just like that that that's part of the nature of like the show too is that so many people i meet like have very specific interests and are into like shows that maybe i wouldn't have like known about or checked out otherwise and so whenever you told me about it like i was kind of watching some clips i was like oh man it, it definitely has like this uh like a very like easy to watch like slice of life feel to it like with a couple of clips that i watched and i was like oh this is pretty neat Yes, it's uh, it's definitely an anime that I always uh, recommend to like some of my friends who are like, hey, I need anime recommendations. And I'm always give them Suritama because it's definitely one that like it's like like no other. And there there's so many things that are great about it. It's like the characters are so lovable and memorable. The music, the colors, the character design, the um, animation. It's actually the uh, the character designer is the same guy who did the uh, reboot of Digimon. Oh, okay, cool. And, uh, and oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, feel-good anime. Like, if you want something that will make you smile, I mean, it will make you cry at times, <laughs> but it has a happy ending, and you, you'll just find yourself grinning ear to ear. I mean, it did for me, like, so many times, and I'll never get tired of watching it. Um, that's just an anime I highly recommend. If you want something bright and cutesy and funny and sad and adventurous, it's the one for you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you'd, you'd kind of mentioned like, uh, like the, the premise a little bit, but for maybe someone that hasn't watched it, like, you know, specifically me, like I haven't seen it, but for someone listening that maybe hasn't checked it out, can you kind of get into like the details of like, you know, who's the, who's the story following, who are like the main yes. characters and what's like the purpose? Like, can you kind of just basically is like the come to Jesus talk for the show? <laughs> <laughs> the Jesus, Jesus fish. <laughs> 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 um, so it's about this uh, socially awkward guy named Yuki. And he uh, comes across this little boy from outer space and he's an alien. And uh, his name is Haru. And he just goes up to this guy just out of nowhere and just say, hey, Yuki, let's be best friends. Let's go fishing. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? And and it's important that Haru tries to get Yuki to fish or to learn how to fish because there is a certain alien friend that Haru wants to dig out because or otherwise he will destroy the world. This, this uh, mysterious alien in the ocean will destroy the world if Yuki doesn't learn how to fish. So he gets this, um, this other guy, uh, Natsuki, who is known as the fishing prince, and he teaches Yuki and Haru how to fish. And there is also this um, uh, alien uh, spy who is like spying on Haru because he knows about the dangers that are going on in the Bermuda Triangle or uh, in the in the in the oceans that there are boats missing and fishermen missing. So he joins 
with them to try to get this alien out. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's basically a save the world yeah. kind of thing with fishing. That's basically what it is. I was going to say, it's like they, they, uh, it's like someone wanted to do a fishing show and kind of shoehorn this thing. It's like, well, but maybe if, unless we can fish, then the world's going to end. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) And it's really interesting because you learn, you get to learn so much about fishing, like the different, um, parts of the fishing pole and like how to cast it and, uh, like all the, like all the types of fish that are really hard to catch, like, um, I think it's a uh, mahi. Mahi ma- uh, is a really uh, tough fish to reel. So. To catch, <laughs> to yeah. catch, yeah. No, that's that's definitely, and that's like another funny thing about anime is like there's so there's literally something for everyone. So like one of my friends got into cycling, like riding, oh, riding a Yuamushi bike. Yuamushi pedal. Yeah, yeah. I love so that he watched one. that and got he got into cycling, got his own bike, got a, like a suit oh, I and everything. I love that one like, so much. Yeah, and then uh, there's Haikyuu. That does, yeah, Haikyuu. Like he he's super into that one too. And then the sports animu. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then there's like cooking ones, Shokugeki no Soma, like all those. Like, and don't forget um, free. Yeah. So there's like, I mean, there's literally something for everyone, and it's like it really is like an instructional video almost like at the beginning when they're, they're explaining <laughs> it and it's almost like an exposition for like the character when they're teaching the character stuff mm-hmm. but really it's like exposing the audience like oh this is how you do so and so like and it's just like you learn a lot of the vernacular and everything just from like you know uh, you, I would te- the show yeah I would technically count Suritama as a sports anime yeah I mean that it's they have like fishing shows and all that like outdoor network mm-hmm. um, I could see that for sure uh, I thought there was an interesting thing too with like uh, just the characters in the show, like uh, the voice actors that did the voices for these characters. So like Yuki is voiced by Adam G- oh, Yuki is voiced by Adam Gibbs. He and is so really he good stuff, as Yuki. Like, yeah, and he was in like Grave of the Fireflies, uh, and then he's uh, he's also actually in I in High Q as well. I saw. Oh. And so who does he play um, in High Q? Oh man, I had it Do written you know? down. But I don't have it in front of me now. But Aww. I just saw, like, I was looking at his work, and I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. And actually, uh, it's funny because it's, like, Yuki and Haru, uh, both of their voice actors are both on Haikyuu. And so oh, it's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I need to. I, I've never, yeah. you know, I never actually known who the voice cast is for Haikyuu. I oh, didn't okay, even yeah, know it was dubbed. <laughs> yeah, Clint, Clint Bickham that does Haru does uh he's in Haikyuu as well uh with Adam Gibbs and so nice. it's just pretty crazy like I didn't know if there was any like have you ever been drawn into a show just because of like who the voice cast was or like you saw oh, someone well, worked on something okay so here's the thing I am more of a sub person uh oh, really? when I yeah and when I watch it in Japanese I'm usually able to pick up on which uh, Japanese seiyuu the character's voice by him and I'm just I always pause the anime like okay wait a minute wait a minute I got an anime news network this because I think I know who that is <laughs> it's Kamiya Hiroshi isn't it aha I knew it <laughs> nice well that's just yeah I didn't know I guess that's a little presumptuous on my part just because like I know how Josh is and he's like super like I'm watching the dub like over the sub mm-hmm. and it, honestly it's part of the fan culture that is something that I'd like to talk about I'm gonna have him on an episode um, we're going to do like a sub, oh, versus, sub versus dub. dub. Uh huh. Yeah. So we'll talk about, you know, why is this a thing? Why do, 
why would one people why would people prefer one over another like so it's mm-hmm. it's something that we've been you know we've had on our radar that we wanted to talk about but i know he's very much like super into the dub but that doesn't necessarily mean you'd be but it's just right. you know i thought i thought from like the standpoint of like a voice actor maybe you'd be more predisposed to check out the dub but interesting mm-hmm. to hear that you're like more into the subs that's cool like is i it, mean you think it's just like you're a purist or what <laughs> well it's just that i mean i've just i've seen i've seen some good and i've seen some bad dubs but the thing is i've uh, i've kind of been on a little anime hiatus lately just been more wrapped up in the disney uh, tv shows and uh, in other and other animated shows that really needed to des- uh, uh, deserve to be watched and like some of my friends talk about it so i'm like more wrapped up in those instead of uh, the anime that's been going on and um but um there's nothing there's nothing bad with dubbing it's just the way, there are technical uh, aspects that you have to learn you know with uh, with voice acting and stuff i mean i took an anime a voice acting class and i know like how it goes like with the mouth flaps and plus you have to be an actor to do it but you have to follow the mouth flaps that's basically the mechanics yeah i've heard josh talk about that before yeah i've heard him talk about that before i'm like ooh, like i don't know if i'd be very good at that (laughs) it sounds difficult i mean (laughs) it's it's practice it's not like just like a yeah it's not like a thing someone could just like wake up and decide to do it's like it's just like with anything you know it takes work to doing it so and yeah, definitely, I'm definitely with you. Like, you've definitely seen, we've definitely seen some ones where people were like, really blew it. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> like, I will probably watch the sub for this now. Yeah. Well, and plus, like, myself as a voice actor, I'm just more uh, leaning towards just, I'm, I'm, I'm open towards any kind of animated. Uh, show or movie like whatever it is that's animated I'll take it like I'll audition for it I'll be willing to audition for anime and such but that's not the department that I want to be fixed on that's that's mainly why yeah I feel you why uh, I definitely wanted to give you the time to uh you know speak on one of the the passion points for you. <laughs> I, I know Josh's not letting you talk about the stuff that you like. So oh, I'll yeah. Give you, I'll give you the opportunity <laughs> to talk about uh, Tangled. Uh, you'd, you'd said that you've been super into that lately. Uh, wh- what was like the draw for that? Was like the, uh, were you into like the original, like I, it's based on Rapunzel, right? Is that right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, eh, he, somewhat. <laughs> speak to that. It sounds like you got feelings, so speak to that. <laughs> uh, I can finally talk about Tangled. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, one of my biggest uh, things that I like in life is uh, Tangled. Uh, I, I'm a huge Tangled fanatic. I've been a fan of the movie ever since it was released, even before it was released, like, as I was already, like, hooked on the trailers. And, um, yeah, Rapunzel's always been my favorite Disney princess. And ever since I heard that it was going to be adapted into a TV show, I freaked out. I was (laughs) all in for it. And uh, I think it was, like, maybe a year or two before it came out. But it kind of felt like it came out sooner than I thought. Um, but it came, the show came out last year uh, in, like, the springtime. 
And uh, and it's really cool because one of my best friends from college is one of the storyboard artists for the show. Oh, uh, what? That's crazy. Yeah, and I I was so happy that she Where got you're like, in. Get me on the show. And I like, was <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, you, uh, uh, you know, you know what I do, right? You know? <laughs> Y'all hire him. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, I get it. I give anything just to be like, just speak a line, just a little be line so on the yeah. show. But That'd anyway, be really cool. but yet, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. I I started watching the the movie uh, Tangle before Ever After uh, because it introduces the like it just like walks right into the series because it shows how Rapunzel oh, gotcha. got her long hair back. Okay, yeah, so it's just like a buffer, like a buffer in between, like, the movie and the show. Yeah, so it just, it happens right after uh, Eugene uh, and Rapunzel return to Corona, and uh, she is reunited with her parents. And she's, like, trying to get used to being a princess, and she just kind of realizes that it's not really the life for her, so she wants to try to see what's beyond the the kingdom beyond the the horizon just like what kind of things that are out there because she never really explored the world that much outside her tower um and uh, she wants to explore it and so um but and during the first season she uh like she spends her time in the castle and uh like uh, just bumps into some characters and tries to you know help them out and then it's the the mystery still continues as to what is you know what is her hair made of like how did she get that back and then there is this um, whole mystery with uh, the sun drop and there's also the moon drop which is uh, they have a connection and these black rocks are like destroying all of Corona and it's somehow calling to Rapunzel to actually try to find out the secret behind the black rocks and that's exactly oh, that's, what's yeah, that's uh, neat. what season two is on right now oh, okay um, well it sounds, the, it sounds like they've got some like really good like compelling story arcs and like some some interesting developments that they've they, you know able it to really done, is that they um, were able to do with the show yes the the oh my gosh like people like i mean there are some articles that have said that like this is definitely a show an animated show you do not want to miss because the writing is fantastic, the the animation, the colors—it's definitely a new form of two D animation. Um, it's like lineless um, animation. Yeah, I saw that style just from like you know just looking at it before we uh, before we started talking about it. You know, whenever you had mentioned that you were into it, yes. and I was like, oh, this is kind of a different style than I would expect it to be, to be honest. But mm-hmm. not in a, like in a bad way. I was just like, oh, this is like I don't really see anything else like this right now so it's like one of those compelling things of it you know yeah and definitely and uh and uh alan menken has returned to compose the music for the show and the songs are ridiculously amazing which i have to admit are better than the movie itself oh okay hot take hot take but we'll take it and uh that's why i included two of the songs from the the from Tangled the series on the Spotify list, uh, yeah, yeah. That uh, at the end of the podcast. So, um, 
because uh, uh, the original cast is back. Uh, we got uh, Manny Moore as Rapunzel and Zachary Levi as Eugene Fitzherbert. It's not Flynn Rider, by the way. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and you got uh, new characters. You got Eden Espinosa as Cassandra, Rapunzel's handmaiden. And you've got the awesome, amazing, wonderful Jeremy Jordan as Varian. Uh, the I was going to say... <laughs> that's oh your my, man it's my boy oh my gosh I could I could I could ramble so much about Varian because he's my favorite character in the show but uh, we don't have to go into that I mean but just so you know <laughs> Varian she has is, feelings y'all Varian is the reason why people are into this show because <laughs> like some some of my friends have gotten into it because I keep mentioning about this boy a lot and uh and just he's such an in- just interesting character and his character develops in season one. And it's like, oh, it's it's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, I have uh, I've talked with the Tangled crew like uh, Chris Sonnenberg is the creator and uh, actually Tom Caulfield, who directs uh, several of the episodes. He won an Emmy Award for our, for one of the episodes. Oh man, really? So That's yeah, crazy. it's it's. I mean, the the crew has worked so hard on this show, and I want to give them a shout out just for the billionth time because they have actually they just <laughs> they just finished the last script for the show, like yesterday. Really? Yes. So the show is completely written. It just needs to be animated and everything else that comes with it. Cool. So <sighs> okay. is it just going to be the? It's in the second season now. You said. Uh, there's a second season and there's a third season. Okay. And then that's going to be it. Like they're going to end it. Yeah. And they're going to, they're going to end it. They're going to end it, uh, right when Rapunzel and Eugene get married. Oh, okay, cool. That's, that's nice. You know, it's like, it's one of those things I sometimes worry about, like, uh, a show that you like and you're like, man, is, are they just going to like try to keep this going to the point where like, I don't even care about it anymore, but it's nice when they can wrap it up and like have it, you know, end on something like, okay, boy, at least we know, you know, it's ending after three seasons. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to be wondering like, are they going to run this shit into the ground? Like, <laughs> so that's all, that's always nice. They're definitely taking their time and everyone works so passionately with this, with this show. And I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of my friend who is a storyboard artist for it. So yeah, she she enjoys her job so much. (laughs) I bet that's really, really cool, man. That's such a cool, like to be able to tell people you worked on this really awesome show. And you're like, man, Mm -hmm. especially like my niece is super into a lot of like the Disney princesses and like a lot of those movies. So she loves Tangled. And I remember we went and watched that. Uh, It's like a funny thing. Like my wife's not into anime at all. Like she's never listened to my show. Like I don't take it personal. Like I know it's not her thing. So but she, uh, man, she loves, like, all the old Disney movies. And so, like, when Tangled came out, like, we had to go watch that in theaters for sure. And so, like, I could I could definitely see how, like, the show would have, like, an appeal, you know, past just, like, the generation that are kids now, you know. Whenever you grow up with something and then, like, it's, you know, it, it's the story of Rapunzel, but, like, in, told in kind of a different way. Absolutely, um, It was yeah. definitely something we had to go check out, like, because we watch... It's funny, like, we don't really go watch a lot of, like, the the romantic comedies or anything you would think a couple <laughs> would go see. Like, we go watch, like, cartoon movies or, like, my wife likes really violent movies, so we'll watch, like, all uh, those Expendables, which is hilarious to me. I'm like, whatever. 
So yeah, uh, Tangled the Series is definitely a show to check out whether or not you are a Tangled fan. Um, it's it's amazing. So definitely, I highly recommend it. Yeah, uh, another show I wanted to talk to you about um, was actually one that I heard about from Josh and Hannah. They talked about it and spoke really highly of it. Uh, is that Miraculous Ladybug? Oh, yeah. Um, uh-huh. It's not really one that I've really gotten super into. I think I watched the first episode, but just haven't like revisited revisited it yet. But uh seems really cool, really cool style. Um, mm-hmm. Can you speak to that one? Was that one that you were pretty into as well? Is that what you're saying? I am. Uh, I've... Uh I mean, it's it's a kids show, and uh, but it's uh, but what I really I I like it a lot more because after seeing the second season, they uh, they've really stepped up their game with their animation. They didn't use a lot of recycled scenes or recycled dubbing or whatever because, like like uh, not it's not just the transformation scenes, but like. The typical hawk moth uh, scenes—they're all re—they're all recycled scenes. The and yeah. in the second season, you see brand new animated scenes with him, and it's—and I was so happy to see that. It's like they're not being lazy. They took their time and effort and put a little more in the budget to uh, make it different from the first season. So I'm—it's uh, great. <laughs> Yeah, that one does look interesting. I need to like go revisit that one, but um, just uh, they they had mentioned it to me, uh, Josh and Hannah did, just because like they spoke so highly of it. So um, I'm really prone to watching stuff like that when someone's like really gushes about it, mm-hmm. and it's one that Josh is like, man, I love that show. Like, and he said it, he explained it the same way you did. He was like, it's a kids show, but man, I really like it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and the- it's like, eh, well, you like what you like. It's all right. The only thing that I don't really like about uh, it's just the production side because it's a worldwide production because it's not just working like in France. It's like in Korea and Japan and uh, in America. It's, it's everywhere. And they have they have already premiered so many episodes and they're already dubbed. But the thing is, it's not on Netflix yet because they promised that they'll release more of the episodes on Netflix next month in December. But there's already, like, I don't know how many. And I, I'm trying not to watch this show illegally because I want to watch it in high quality. <laughs> and it's killing yeah, me, yeah. especially the fact that Instagram, like in the moments section, there's always like videos of the new oh, episodes. Yeah. And I'm like, no! Nah! I, <laughs> I know a lot of those things are kind of a bummer whenever you're like, uh, you know, you're wanting to, like it's all ready to go, but it's just like some deal that you don't know about that's like on the business side of it. And you're like, God damn it, like, I just want to watch the show, man. Like, why do you guys have to try to make money off of it? <laughs> I don't know. Like, Jeremy Zag, like, he is trying to find every way possible to make so much bank out of his company, especially with Miraculous Ladybug. Like, I've heard from my friend that he wants to actually create, like, a theme park. Like, be the next Walt Disney. It's like, I can go beyond oh, what insane. I see. Like, oh, my gosh, dude. He's got that <laughs> like, entrepreneur really- mindset. How about, like, trying to release the episodes in America, like, when you already have <laughs> the stupid dub already done? Like, just, oh, my gosh, you're killing me, bro. <laughs> I know. You're like, my guy, you've got priorities, sir. <laughs> I don't That's know. That's so funny. <laughs> 
Uh, another one that this last episode that you did of Animation Station was Over the Garden Wall, and I didn't realize that actually Elijah Wood's in that, huh? Oh, yes, yes. He plays the main character, Wirt. Yeah, I'd never heard that he was like working on anything like animated or anything like that. So that was kind of interesting to me. Uh, speak to that one. What was like the what was like the appeal of that show? Oh my! Oh man! Oh man! I could I, oh I could just talk so much about this show <laughs> too because it's like my favorite right next to Tangled the series. But uh, like I said, go check out our uh, episode on Over the Garden Wall if you don't want to hear my rambling here. But whatever. Uh, anyway, um, uh. So this show has a wonderful cast. Like, not only is Elijah Wood in it, but there's also Tim Curry. There's Christopher Lloyd. There is um, uh, John Cleese. And now Josh kind of ruined it for me, saying that J- James Earl Jones did not play the Beast. It was by someone else, so I, I think he might be right. I thought this whole time he was voiced by Darth Vader, but I guess not. So... Yeah, whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But it's not just the voice acting. It's the animation and just the theme they were going for. Like, Patrick McHale is a pure genius. He went with, like, the uh, colonial Victorian kind of look and have, like, a very, like, uh, neutral colored um, show, like, uh, that takes place in the woods and a very autumn theme. And I love autumn so much. It's my favorite season. And and I was just immediately hooked. Like, just by the first, what is it, the first four or five seconds of the very first episode when the, when the frog uh, comes in playing the piano solo, I was like, this is going to be a show that's com- going to be completely different from all the shows I've seen on Cartoon Network. <laughs> And it it is, and it's and it's a mini series. It's only like only less than three hours long, the whole entire show, and it's incredibly beautiful. It's a beautiful show. Yeah, it's one I need to I need to go check that out, especially because like uh, I think someone else I knew watched that thing, and they were just talking about how they watched it in one sitting. So they were like. Man, you have no excuse not to watch it. I'm like, I know okay, there I'll is really no excuse to <laughs> not watch it. Well, goddamn, you would be I'll insane. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, like seriously, like even the soundtrack itself is amazing. Like, I just re-listened to it in the car today, and uh, I also have an, a, another song from the soundtrack that's like my favorite. That's on the Spotify list. Um, the music is gorgeous, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, kind of switching gears to like more of like an anime theme. Uh, we talked before about something Dead you hadn't animal. necessarily said. Said yeah, said that you uh, you hadn't necessarily mentioned wanting to talk about, but just you know before we started recording that you mentioned that you might want to talk about. Uh, we'd recently shown uh, Gundam Wing Endless Waltz up here at the Tower Theater, and uh, I guess you're a fan of one. Is it is it is it just one that you're a fan of or that you've seen of Gundam or kind of speak to like your, your Gundam fandom? Well, I, um, like I, I have nothing against, well, uh, well, maybe I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> took that back. Hold quick. up, hold up, hold up, <laughs> hold up. I like the characters in Gundam wing, like okay, duo yeah, yeah. hero and, uh, Ketra. Ketra winner. Ketra is kind of a bitch, but... But I like him. (laughs) 
He's like, like the I, sweetheart of them. Like I haven't seen the whole show because the animation makes me cringe. Um, but yeah, it's it's yeah. that oldies anime. But I, it's so hard for me to watch. It really is. But I like I like the characters. That's that's the only thing I like about Gundam Wing. Um, but the one. Uh, the only Gundam series I was like so hooked to, like in college, uh, was uh, Gundam Double O. Yeah. So what was like? Uh, what was it about that one that kind of you're like, you know, Gundam Wing? You're kind of like, eh, the characters are all right. Well, you know, the thing is, um, my friends got me into it. Uh, it came out ten years ago. Actually, it's ten years old, and they're actually going to make a third season. Um, oh, nice. Next year. Yeah, I'm so hyped. Uh, <laughs> um. The first season was really hard to get into because it was like politics, 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 talking, 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 know, talking, yeah. talking, talking. It really is super political. But yeah. the characters, or the the Gundam Meisters, they were interesting, especially a particular one who is my number one favorite anime character, and his name is Tiaria Arde. He he's the the per, <laughs> he is the purple purple haired Megane guy. Uh, yeah. He oh my gosh. Um, and he's also voiced by my favorite Japanese seiyuu, Kamiya Hiroshi. Uh, and, uh, and I, I have also, uh, just keep in mind, I have listened to the English dub and it is awesome. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, I wondered if you'd uh, seen the dub or not. Yeah, it is good. Uh, Brad Swale plays the main, main, uh, Gun- Gundam Meister, the main protagonist, uh, sets in an FCA. But anyway, the show, like the first season, I was like, I was like, uh, kind of kind of bored but then when it got to a very tragic part as some of you kind of double o fans probably know what i'm talking about um very tragic scene i was like hooked and then i uh started to watch the season two and got even more hooked and uh it's 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 it and then it got so popular in japan like i think it's still popular yeah i think you're right it's especially with it like they're making a new season of it mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, no, I think I, I really share your sentiments just cause like, it's one of those things like we tend to do this with a lot of different shows is like, we hold it in high regard because it was something we watched when we were kids. Yes. And so we try to watch it back now. So like when we showed Endless Waltz here at the theater, uh, you would have thought we were showing like a comedy, like people were cracking up, at, like oh my gosh. some of the dialogue and like <laughs> just like I can the people. Understand. Yeah, it was so like melodramatic. There's a, there's a part where um, there's a part where Hero like blows up a building or something. Oh no! And uh, like when like a little puppy gets killed or something. Oh dang! Oh yeah, I think like, I rem- I think I've heard fans yeah. say something about. This. <laughs> and he's like carrying <laughs> the uh, puppy like. Now it's gone too far. Like he's like fed up with war at that point. Like all these people he's killed. And now like the one puppy gets killed. He's like, okay, I see it now. And then there's another, uh, there's another scene where he's just like laying down in a field or something. And a little girl like stumbles upon him. And, uh, she's like, mister, are you lost? And he's like, uh, a hero sits up. He's like, I've been lost since the day I was born. And I'm Boy. like, oh my God. Like, come on. Boy. But like everyone in the theater started dying laughing. And oh so God. it was hilarious. But yeah, like I mean, relatable. it's just like so, I know, like you're just like, okay, like calm down. So there's definitely been ones, like I know Josh is super into G Gundam and I like that one. Um, I'm watching eighth MS team right now and it's pretty good. And so there's definitely other iterations of it, but 
I I'm definitely behind you with it. Like on uh, season one of Double O, like, and really any of the other ones where it gets too much into like the politics of it. I'm like, ah, oh, this is so boring. Like, yeah, but it's kinda, I mean, it's it's like the driving force of the story is like how yeah. you know it's like the struggle. So you're like, okay, I get it, but still, this is fucking boring, man. Yeah, you just have to connect. You just have like my friends kept telling me, just 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 pay attention to the Gundam Meisters. Pay attention to the pretty, <laughs> pay attention to the pretty boys. And I was like, okay, keep your eyes on the prize. And, and that's what I did. I kept my eyes on the prize, and uh, just uh, Tiaria, he was just there. I was just like, I ain't just gonna. Uh, stay here for you <laughs> and oh god i love him i would die for him <laughs> um but yeah you can totally watch this on i think it's on hulu actually they've man hulu has been killing the game with anime yeah, right like they've they've been having some crazy stuff on there and then um between them and netflix uh me and josh did an episode on fate stay night um and i was watching it on verve but they only had the sub which I'm not uh, against. I was just like, it was just like one of those things. Like I had to watch an entire two seasons I think, and I was like, man, like I wish I could just find the dub, but Netflix uh-huh. ended up having the dub of it. So I was like, oh, okay, perfect. It would probably be best to watch Gundam 00 dubbed just to get through the politics to kind of, you yeah. know, follow along. Politics in Japanese. You're like, yeah, damn. that was pretty hard. <laughs> But like I said, the dub is pretty good. Yeah, I need to check that. I don't think I've ever. I don't know if I've seen actually maybe a couple um, episodes of that or something. Or the guy what? who the guy who plays uh, Alleluia, the orange Gundam Meister, he is uh, Inuyasha's voice actor. Oh, dope! Yeah. Oh man, see that's like so funny. Whenever you're like, oh, like I know that person for sure. I think in um, not to backtrack, but I think in in uh, the Tangled show. Steve Bloom's in that. Yes, he is. And, and his, so you're like, holy uh, shit. And his uh, fiance now is uh, the voice director for the show, Mary McLean. Really? Oh, okay. Yes. See, that dude's like that guy. Talk about iconic voices, man. That dude. Yeah. Um, remember, do you remember one of the ruffians in the Tangled movie? Uh, he He's the one who's like, Attila's cupcakes are sublime. The guy with the, the horns and the cupcakes. Yeah. The, the little Viking helmet. That's who he plays. That, yeah, because it's Attila, right? Yeah, Attila. Okay, yeah. I thought I remember reading that. That's so funny. Yeah, oh Isn't my that gosh. crazy, like, when you find, like, things like that, you're like, oh, shit, like, this is dope. <laughs> um, so one of the movies you said you're into is one I definitely wanted to spend some time on and talk to you about, you know, what kind of endears this movie to you. Um, just because of, like, the nature of, you know, what we are all into here at and uh, the stuff we're trying to show at the tower. So, like, I've actually talked to Josh and a couple other people. We've been really wanting to show Summer Wars up here, uh-huh. um, but that's Mamoru, that's Mamoru Hosoda. So he actually he right. also did uh, the Girl Who Leapt Through Time, which you mm-hmm. said you're a big fan of. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's just like I, you know, we talked a little bit about like the slice of life earlier, and uh, he's pretty good about doing that as well. But speak to that, like, how did you find Girl Who Leapt Through Time, and like, what kind of endeared that movie to you? Well, um, I got into that show, like, back in college again, uh, like, when it first came out. Like, I think that movie is 10 years old. Uh, yeah, I think it came out in 06. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it's, like, more than 10. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just, um, see, I didn't think that uh, this movie was going to get, like, very popular because it felt like just one of those out-of-the-blue anime movies. I was just like, and my friend recommended it to me. 
I was like, okay, I'll just watch it. And I was incredibly moved by it. Uh, I just, I love the emotional attachness, uh, or, uh, emotional attachment that it has uh, on me and a lot of people. Um, the slice of life thing, I really, I really like that. Plus, I'm a, I'm a fan of time traveling movies. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, just the, the um, unique way that they uh, made time traveling with just a little walnut shell. That was pretty cool. Uh, I don't know how that would work. It's pretty but, uh, different, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, Japan, like, they can come up with anything, I guess. Uh, <laughs> because Japan, that's why. Yeah, and, uh, and I just, oh, man, like, it never fails to make me cry. Man, we were really, I was really torn when we were doing the programming for, I think it was maybe August. Um, they decided that we were going to do like a, like a time travel theme. Oh, cool. And I was really, really torn because I wanted to show this. Uh, we ended up showing your name uh-huh. um, just, just because it was kind of like a, I, there was like a few people that I text um, when we were we figure out what we're doing for the programming as far as like a theme or something. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, would you rather see this in theater or would you rather see this in theaters? And we talked about your name and how it was so big. But now looking back, I'm like, man, I don't know when else we would get to see this in theaters. So I think that if the next time, next possible time that comes around that we can show this, like I want to show it. That would be but great. Yeah, I actually... It's kind of a bummer. I was like, dang it. <laughs> I, I want to wa- show both. I watched your name and I just said... Nothing can be girl who left through time. <laughs> I know, yeah, it was like one of those things, like, your name is, it got so, it, it was like critical acclaim, you know what I mean? It got so big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. I kind of feel like how you said, like, with, with yeah, the girl who left through time, you're like, it's kind of one of those ones that it is like a, a, a critical hit in its own right, but it's just I really have, like, liked the me- pacing meteoric of rise. Movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Like, it, it's well put together and everything, but. And I, I really, really think that, like, this might have been a better pick for the time travel theme just because, like, uh-huh. it's it's a lot more prominent. And honestly, like, with your name, that's kind of a spoiler. Because, mm. like, if people know the theme is time travel and then coming into the movie, they're going to be looking like, what what's the time travel? <laughs> and so I didn't really think about that. I was just like, oh, I want to I want to show this. But, yeah, I'm really kicking myself for not showing that. But, hey, we'll get it shown. We, we, we've we been talking about showing that in Summer Wars for sure. So uh-huh. we've definitely got a lot of things that we could show, so I'm excited. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, I uh, would love to watch this in theaters again. It's been a while since I've seen it. but They really should yeah. re-release I was it. Excited. I was excited to see that you liked it, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. So we might have to do a... We might have to do an episode of uh, just like on uh, all of Hosoda's like movies or something like mm-hmm. that'd be a really fun thing to just kind of gush over those movies and like what makes us love those and everything. I still need to finish watching uh, The Boy and the Beast. Oh, yeah. I only watched I it halfway. One. Yeah, there was that one, Wolf Children. And then he did the, didn't he work on like the Digimon movie or something? He did, which is awfully similar to Summer Wars. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Like, man, there's a lot of parallels there. Like, ugh. Because you got that guy on the computer, too. (laughs) Yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, man, that's funny. It's basically like, yeah, it's basically like. I guess he was like, oh, I just want to remake this, but be incognito about it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It really is. It really is. That's so funny. 
Um, so yeah, one of the things like the reason that the the show is kind of formatted the way it is because uh, growing up by any means being into anime is not necessarily like the cool thing, especially like when you're at school, like with other kids and being influenced by what other people are into. Um, honestly, for whatever reason, that was one of the things that people would be like, Oh, you're that weird kid that likes like the Japanese stuff. Um, that happened a lot. And that was like a phenomenon for me and a lot of people that I knew in high school and like middle school and all that. But, uh, in that same way, I think that happens a lot with music. Like, if you're not into the same music or, like, the status quo of, like, uh-huh. what everyone else is into, you kind of get shit on for it. And so... The thing was, I didn't have any friends to appreciate anime with back when Toonami was popular. Oh, I was yeah. I was the only was like, person. Yeah. You were, like, the only one that was into it, like, of your friend group? Yeah. Like, I had no one to share, like, my love for Sailor Moon or Tenchi Muyo and, uh, yeah, I was so alone. And then when they cut them off uh, Toonami, I just kind of stopped liking anime altogether. And then in high school, my friends got me back into anime. And I was like, okay, now I finally have friends to actually <laughs> love with. <laughs> it's, like, definitely one of those things, like, you don't really think about. But that was just something that was so overt to me that I was just like, man, like, this is the same way that people give you a hard time about like being into these shows is the same kind of mm-hmm. thing that you get, like same kind of hard time you get about like the music you like. And right. So yeah. That's kind of the the nature of the show is why we talk about music and anime and animation, stuff like that. But yeah, you'd mentioned earlier, your guy, man, Jeremy Jordan. I'm a Jeremy that's like Jordan super wh- boy. <laughs> it's like super what you're into right now. Right. Oh my gosh. He is such a I, uh, man. Okay. So <laughs> I didn't, uh, sadly, I didn't hear about Jeremy Jordan until I heard him voice Varian in Tangle the Series. And then I feel bad because I'm like, how come I didn't know about this guy earlier? Um, but he is, <laughs> he is a wonderful Broadway actor. Um, actually, he was in television for a while. He was on Supergirl. And then just recently, he left the show to go back to Broadway and to star uh, in Broadway shows again. So that's uh, that's uh, what he's doing from now on. So he's in New York right now, still uh, still voicing for Tangle the series, of course. So, um, but I love I I and I watch Newsies. Like I love the Newsies so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, him as Jack Kelly, like he's a beautiful singer. So I, uh, I, I listen to his songs now. Like, there's probably a gajillion more that I haven't listened to. So no, for sure, yeah, he can get it. But it's it's one of those things. Like, uh, it's cool to see that you know, as diverse as your taste is in like animation, like the shows that you're into. Um, I kind of see that same diversity like in your taste in music because you said you're also like right now so right now you're super into his music and like movie TV soundtracks but also like uh, J-pop bands what kind of like J-pop are you into right now? Um, well just recently actually I attended a Rookies is Punked concert at a convention uh, like, a, oh, nice. like a year uh, yeah, sorry a month ago and they were amazing. They uh, they played a couple of songs in Yoamushi Pedal and uh, one song from Blue Exorcist and Durarara. And uh, oh yeah, nice. And I and I just I just love like seeing them in, on stage. And uh, the lead singer, um, uh, Dioske, I believe it is. Um, he uh, his English was pretty good, and he just talked about how much he loved Atlanta and like. 
like his band actually explored like the best parts of Atlanta. I was like, oh my gosh, guys, you're awesome. And they're, that's dope. Yeah, and they're that's like, cool. oh my gosh, we'll totally be back. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, that's really cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. I've just been uh, just listening to, uh, I mean, I love uh, like all the past bands that are probably disbanded now. Uh, let's see, uh, Overworld, uh, Bingdon Boys School, uh, oh my gosh, Kamiya Hiroshi, uh, is a, is a voice actor, but he's also a great singer. Also, Miyano Mamoru, same for him, he is a voice actor, and he's a, oh, he's, he's known as, like, the prince of, uh, music, or the prince of, like, singing, uh, because he has such an angelic voice, um. Yeah, and, uh, that's cool. That's cool. So, like you see a lot of like uh, yeah. people being like actors and singing too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that are like super into K-pop and everything like that right now, like BTS and shit like that. So I don't know if you're into anything like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. K- yeah K-pop, BTS, yeah. Yeah. And so actually, um, I think uh, it's a couple months ago now that uh, have you ever heard of Spire? Yes, actually, I saw them too. Oh, you did? Okay, they were at, they were just in concert here, like one of the little small local venues here in Oklahoma oh, City. Oh, cool. Yeah, I saw and them And I was too. like, oh, shit. Because they did the theme song for Haikyuu. Uh-huh. Yep. And so I was like, oh, shit. Like, this would have been cool. It was like one of those things I was like, I'm totally going to go to this. And I just like forgot about it. I was like, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they played the same time as uh, Rookies is Punked. Dope. And I was like at a, you said it was at like a convention, right? Yeah, in uh, Anime Week in Atlanta. Nice. That's cool, man. So, um that's kind of like what you're into right now, but it's like one of those things I like to hear about what people are like that they liked growing up. And uh-huh. so it's one of those things that I love to hear. <laughs> I love it whenever <laughs> people like qualify it. They're like, uh, listen, don't judge me, but, and I am super into like that throwback Disney type shit too. So you have like, you have an ally here is what I'm saying. Like, okay. You don't have to feel bad about that. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I was super into stuff like bewitched and, uh, five, like all those bands that were like on like the Disney original movies. I didn't know if you're mm-hmm. into, into those or anything like that. Like kind of talk to, talk to your Disney taste, like the bands and like, uh, singers that you're into uh, from like uh, that era. Well, I like lived in the Disney channel period when, uh, Lizzie McGuire, Kim Possible, Proud Family, and That's So Raven were on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so just like that, uh, that little period, uh, Disney, Disney Channel period. That's that was where I lived in. Uh, uh like um, like Raven, Hilary Duff, um, Christy Carlson Romano, um, Old Ren Stevens. I was never into even Stevens actually. Oh uh, really? That was my girl, man. <laughs> I, I remember thinking back then, like, dang, okay, she's cute. She cute. She is. She's um, she's so I like I uh I met her at a convention a few years ago oh, and cool. she is gorgeous. Like and she's having she her second is. child now. Oh yeah, um, she can she can still get it though. She can still get it though. Oh yeah. <laughs> um and she did she was Kim Possible, right? She did her voice. Yes, she did Kim Possible. I was so into Kim Possible then. Uh I had I owned the soundtrack and I owned a few um Radio Disney CDs. Uh oh, okay, cool. And uh I used to listen to um Radio Disney, like on demand, and uh, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I like just li- I could just listen to those religiously. <laughs> 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 I 
Now, was that for like some of the more throwback type stuff? So like you're saying like Hillary Duff, she she actually had some bangers, man. Like uh, Come Clean, So Yesterday, those were like those were like the shit. They were. I remember those songs being like. I remember those songs being like on like the regular radio. Like, damn, okay, Hillary Duff getting it on the radio. Yeah, like she like I remembered like um what was that one um Wake Up? That song like was on number 1 like for like <laughs> up to maybe like a couple months or three of them, I don't know. But just like just always at the top like always playing. Like I do love that song. We uh and I was telling you earlier about my wife a little bit. She uh, she loves like Disney movies. So like we've been watching, we've been on this kick of watching old Disney movies, like Disney originals and stuff. Uh huh. And so we watched the Hillary or the uh, Lizzie McGuire movie where she goes over to Europe I or whatever. I love Lizzie McGuire movie. And the this is what dreams are made of song. Yes. I was stu- that was stuck in my head oh. for ser- like seriously for like two days. Oh my god. And I would just be like. Washing the dishes. This is what dreams are made of. And Madison's like, God damn it, dude. Like, <laughs> we watched that movie like two days ago. Like, what are you doing? Oh my God. And I'm like, it just is stuck in my head now. Like, I forgot about it and now I remember about it. And now it's like, I can't let it go. Like, there were some pretty good songs on that in that movie. I know. I actually really liked that movie. It was like a, a, the whole thing with like Gordo really coming in clutch, like to helping her uh-huh. cover up and yeah. Uh, I wonder the what that actor thing. is doing. Adam, uh, Adam. Yeah, who was that? To look that up. The where are they now? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Hillary Duff, she kind of was one of those ones that didn't like go insane, and so she's kind of, like, faded out of the limelight and just, like, Mm -hmm. has kids and, like, does her thing. Like, because you see so many of those people just go crazy. (laughs) But it was cool to see that she was one of the ones that just, like, kept it together and, like, started a family and did her thing. Like, Yeah. Yeah, she just had her first first baby. I saw that when I was, like, looking up. Like, I was trying to remember some of the songs that uh, she did that were, like, that weren't, like, on the shows or anything, just, like, her own original songs. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, just like in the news section said that she just had her had a baby. I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> and so, yeah, I have hella love for like a lot of that stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, the song I was talking about earlier, Bewitched, Say La Vie, that was like, I swear to God, that could be the national anthem. Like, I love <laughs> that song. Like, I know those girls are Irish. Like, that song has nothing to do with America, but mm-hmm. we should swap that out for the Star Spangled Banner, like, oh my in my opinion. Um <laughs> And then, like, Slam Dunk the Funk uh, by Five, like, those ones. Um, were you ever into, like, Cleopatra at all? Mm, no. No, that one's, like, there's always these ones where I'm, like, I have, like, a super vague, like, reference. It's, like, super esoteric. But um, <laughs> every every once in a while, people would be, like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But, yeah, totally, totally not a big deal if you don't remember that because that's just like one of those things that like my weird brain like stuck out or whatever but uh-huh. uh you also mentioned that you're super into jazz too um speak to that was that just like a product of like uh were like it's, your parents uh, into it or how did you find that yeah my parents uh, my folks uh like make kind of like made me grow up with uh love and jazz like uh like we would listen to kenny g a lot and uh but just, um, just kind of like the, just the, the tone of jazz. Like, like I remember one time we were at a jazz club and they, uh, and playing like some, 
uh, some cool juice, uh, jazz music uh, live, and we would have some wine and you know some nice food, and just just it's a very good feel go feel good mood. Um, I know. I was gonna say your parents sound cool as shit. Oh, like, they we're are. At a jazz like, club, drinking wine. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 how cool we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like even um like to ne- like now nowadays uh, I would make my mom some dinner and we would like sit down and I would have Alexa play some smooth jazz on Amazon Music and uh, so just kind of you know set the mood so. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. That's definitely cool. I, uh, I'll need to send you something. I, there's a guy that I had on the show, um, that he owns like a local design firm here in Oklahoma city. They do like advertising and they're just graphic designers by trade and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, but this, this dude draws comics and stuff like just on his own time, like a passion project type thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and he actually did a comic called agent G and it's about, um, Kenny G and Michael Bolton um, as secret agents in the 80s. Oh. And so it's super interesting. Like, I was like, as soon as you mentioned that you're into jazz, like, I was like, oh, I was going to ask her about Kenny G, but you brought it up, like, on your own. So like, <laughs> oh. like, that's that's pretty fun. I couldn't have worked out any better. But, yeah, he's, like, he uh, self-published, like, this this comic. Uh, I think Sade's in it. Like, mm-hmm. she helps them somehow. Or it was It's pretty funny. I have a copy of it. I haven't read it in a little bit, but... I have to see if there's like an online version I could send you or something because it's it's super interesting. But yeah, that's cool. So it's you know talking about you know the shows that you're into translating to the music. It just shows like so many people you know can't be put in a box because it really runs the gamut of like what you're into and it's almost like based on your mood. Like I can go from like one side of an extreme to another just like by based on like how I feel or like what I'm super into like in the moment. So. Absolutely. I've always seen that. I've always seen that parallel with like, you know, people being into like the shows that they're into and then the music that they're into. So, you know, cool. That's kind of like the, the basis of it. But uh-huh. well, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Ashley, and talking about all these shows. And thank music you so and much. Thank out with me. Yeah. I'm so glad we finally got you on. And yeah. So, and thank you uh, so much for letting yeah. me ramble about Tangled the Series because Josh always I picks know. on me. <laughs> yeah. Suck it, Josh. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> He's going to be like, fuck you, Harold. I'm not going to have you on my show. <laughs> um, no, nah, that's so cool. But why don't you tell people like uh, where they could follow you, like your voiceover work or just follow you on social media, things like that. Okay, so uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Plus et en vue. Um, I know it's French, uh, but uh, I guess uh, uh, Harold can tag me and in, in, in the post to link me up to... Where, where you can find me. Uh, and you yeah, can also sure. find me uh, on Ash, ashleysailor.com and listen to my demo. It needs a little updating, but I'm getting to it. But um, <laughs> you can also follow me on my uh, professional Twitter, Ashley Sailor V-O. And that's Sailor, S-A-H-L-E-R. Correct. And so, and then your, your Twitter name is, what is it? There's more, there's more in you. Is that what it is? Yes. So it translates to, uh-huh. I was looking it up last night. Cause I was like, is that French? Cause I was like <laughs> looking at your name, like just the way yep, it was like spelled. Yep. And so that, that's pretty cool. And so, well, cool. Yeah. Thanks again, Ashley. Um, as always, you could follow us on social media, tunes, tunes, podcast, T U N E S slash T O O N S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.